You weren't even there to defend yourself, Susie. You got fucking toe up from the flow up. <laughs> Bam, we're live. Welcome, everybody. That. You got toe up from the flow up. Uh, I want to start off by saying hello to Mr. J.R. Howell. Cora. No, actually, that's not correct. Uh, Cora, I want to I, I start off by making a correction about a show um, that I said where the uh, CEO was not uh, – the CrossFit CEO, Allison, was not announced to the staff first, but they had to find out through um, the morning chalk up, which was incorrect. What I meant to say, and I apologize for that, and I own that, and I'm willing to like punch my – throat punch myself uh, later. What I meant to say is, is that CrossFit didn't notify the affiliates – the affiliates had to be notified through the morning chalk up, which if you already accept that the morning chalk up is basically owned by Andrew Weinstein and CrossFit, then, then, then actually then what I'm saying is a moot point and they were actually notified by CrossFit. Depends on what you think of the morning chocolate. But if you think of the morning chocolate as an, as an uh, ancillary or separate business than CrossFit, then the affiliates were not notified by CrossFit Inc. They were not messaged by the mothership that they pay all this money to. They were instead had to find out through uh, Andrew Weinstein to Justin LaFranco too. I have a quick question on that. Was, that. was that posted first on the CrossFit.com website and then the morning chocolate reported off of that? Because I made the post. Well, then I would Scott have to Panchik apologize. The then I would have to apologize again if that were true. Well, because I made the thing about Scott Panchik in the rope, and in my video, I had like a little blurb where I brought up the fact that the morning chalk up was reporting on it, and I was unfucked by them telling me that it, they were taking something off of the games website, reporting on that. And the thing is, I just saw the morning chalk up thing first, but the games doesn't put anything out there. It's just kind of like buried wherever they post their shit on the games website. Susan, did you get an email from CrossFit HQ saying that there as an affiliate owner or Mr. Howell, did you get an email from the, okay. So you no. did not, you have to find, okay. And then today I received this DM. I am a flow master of seven years and I had no idea there was a new CEO except from your podcast. Now what's fascinating about that, if you don't know what a flow master is to CrossFit, it is the pinnacle position you can be in every way. If you had to pick like the most important position at CrossFit, CrossFit could 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 exist only with someone from the seminar team moving forward. So if everyone died but one Flowmaster lived, CrossFit lives on. The DNA lives in there, not in the CEO, not in uh, the head of media, not in um, uh, whoever you know. It, it lives in one of those guys, and for them not to find out, be the first to find out, uh, bizarre. Okay, uh, the syndicate and Mac. Uh, I, I want, I want, I want to say this. I, I just learned this the other day. I want to say something amazing that will, uh, uh, Wilson Pock has going on at these two events at the finish line of these events. There is something I've never seen or before at any event. They have a section where the family and certain media can get into. If your um, family is competing in the event and they rotate you in and out based on who's competing, it's awesome and what that does is that makes it very appealing to the athletes you get a lot of good athlete happiness and family happiness but it also makes for great moments because that way when justin medeiros finishes across the finish line you know like his little cousin is there who has like cerebral palsy or, or whatever and you get to see them hug i made that up they don't really i'm just saying i'm, oh, just, I'm taking I thought some you made it up and i'm afraid to laugh after no 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 it's creative i just last show, I, so. I say what i want to say you gotta raise your eyebrows and, and, and I think that that's brilliant. And I think that all the uh, events should, um, yes, raise your eyebrows. I think all, uh, I think all the events should um, pick that up from uh, Wilson and the syndicate in the mag. I think that's a great uh, addition. I've, I've never seen that before. Um, 
Can we start with uh, just uh, my boy, uh, Colton uh, Mertens? Have you guys seen this? And, and, Being strong as fuck. Yeah, and just and just everyone gets to weigh in for 15 seconds on, on what the fuck is going on here. Colton Mertens posted this on his Instagram the other day. He will be competing at the Granite Games uh, next week, which we will be covering like no other event has ever been covered. By then, we will be a fine-tuned machine. Susan, can you pull that up? All in. Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you. Do we want the music or uh, how much? How much is that? This is this three thirty-five? Three thirty-five. Oh, of course he's squatting everything. God damn! <laughs> it's nuts. It is nuts. No look at him hit there. the look at him hit the hole and just like <laughs> rocket the fuck out of there. jeez, uh, I wish my legs were that short. Oh, not necessary, ocean. Taylor. Not necessary. <laughs> not necessary. <laughs> oh, straight. Hey, I never saw anyone do that. Did you guys ever see anyone do that? Come out of the last uh, front yeah, spot? Yeah, ben, ben Smith, 2013 or 14. No, no, I mean this year. No, not this year. He's a strong motherfucker, Colton. Okay. Taylor has spoken. JR, any thoughts? That's not even Colton's final form. That comment is funny as fuck. My thoughts are, uh, my thoughts are I think Taylor only hit seven more pounds on that for a one rep max clean in the other total. Wow. <laughs> uh, Hiller, Hiller, thoughts on uh, on Colton? Does it affect your thoughts on how he's going to do at the Granite um, Games next week when you see that? No, I think he's going to totally dominate the Granite Games next weekend. Wow. Do you? Do you? Wow. With three running yeah. events. With three running workouts. <laughs> he he lives on a farm, man. How do you think he gets around out there? He just runs. <laughs> he just runs everywhere. He only gets Run. in the truck to pick up Wi-Fi. I thought he rode his pigs. <laughs> no, he runs from his pigs. Run, Colton, run. Okay, so we've looked forward, we look forward to uh next week, and the show is supposed to be about this week. But before we do that, let's also go back to last week. I would like to show you a video, uh, gentlemen, and, and ask you what you think about this. Um uh we have we have uh, uh, someone waiting in the wings, but can you play that video? I want uh, uh, Susa. This is a fantastic little gem uh, that has been brought to my attention uh, involving um, uh, Scott Tetlow and Mr. Uh, uh, Hal Fisher. This is this is so good. Here we go. Now tenth in the event, thirteen thirty point zero eight seconds. Now Hal Fisher. So I don't know if you caught that. It's it's very, it's very, it's so quick. It is so quick. But basically you have Sean Woodland talking about the event and you have him, Sean, uh, Sean Woodland telling us that Hal Fisher is getting off the rower and he comes across. Now, one of the people who beat Hal in that was the great Scott Tetlow, who'd been, you know, putting on a little bit of a show there and he's waiting like, like a good CrossFitter should. And he goes over to fist bump. Uh, uh, Mr. Hal, let's play it one more time. And so, watch when Scott Tetlow goes to fist bump Hal Fisher, and listen very carefully at the end of what Mr. Uh, Fisher uh, says. Now, tenth in the event, thirteen thirty point zero eight seconds. Now, Hal Fisher. <laughs> so. It appears we'll play it one more time. It appears that Tetlow's going to fist bump him, you know, as, as, as the winner should when they're up there. And Hal says to him, uh, "Bad words that that sometimes even come out on this podcast." Okay, one more time. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, let's go one more time. Now tenth in the event, thirteen thirty point zero eight seconds. 
Now, Hal Fisher. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Scott Tetlow. Hey, what's going on, everyone? <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for coming on. I don't know. I don't know where Hal is. He got cold feet or something. So he'll be here. Can can you tell me so so just build up a little bit you, what event that was and tell us like you finish and just kind of how that played out like what was going on there? By yeah, the way, that was, you're even you, you look you look like a stud. Look at you that square jaw and shit, Mike. Thank God. you, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, saved yeah. up just fresh for y'all. Yeah, you look no like uh, yeah. So that was Jackie style. Uh, that was the thousand meter row, fifty thrusters with the barbell, sixty chest bars, then the uh, fifty thrusters with the barbell, and then finish it up with a thousand meter row. And, uh, and yeah, I ended up going out on it and ended up getting the winning time for that event. So for day three, and then I was standing at the, uh, the finish line waiting and how comes along. And I, you know, me and how I would consider ourselves, we're, you know, we're good CrossFit buddies. We compete together and we, we like to talk shit to each other. So I go give him the high five and, uh, he showed the <laughs> ultimate sportsmanship by the, uh, the good old fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what are you, what are you thinking when he does that? Does you even have a thought or I walked away laughing? Cause I was like, okay, he's probably, cause he told me backstage before that he goes, all right, my goal is to keep up with you. Like if I can keep up with you on the thrusters, then I'll be all right. And, uh, that didn't happen. So I thought maybe that's why he told me to, uh, to go F off. <laughs> and I, when I, I DM'd him before I DM'd you and I go, Hey, uh, what happened? He goes, well, we went in the back and uh Tetlo told me if I fucking mouth off to him like that again, he's going to pile drive me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Did you guys have a little chat in the back? Yeah, we walked, we walked back there. I mean, I went back there smiling. He was laughing about it. And I was just like, dude, do it again, man. I'm a dog pile. your ass at the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, is that, um, uh, you, you know, there's this kind of like, oh, um, everything's hunky dory and everything's great between the competitors and peace and love. And like, everyone wants everyone to do the best and you guys all, um, is, but is that, is that, are there subtleties like that that are more common that we don't get to normally see? Uh, I don't know. It depends on, it depends on the athlete and who's back there. I like to go back there and have a good time and joke around with everyone. There's some people that are just so locked on focused, uh, that, you know, you can't really joke around with. And then there's others like pal here who, uh, who you can kind of push the buttons a little bit. Yeah. You never know what's <laughs> going to come out of Hal's mouth. Can we play that one more time? Welcome to the show, Mr. Fisher. Can we play that one more time? Now listen carefully at the end here as these two bond over at the finish line, please. Now 10th in the yeah. event, 1330.08 seconds. Now Hal Fisher. <laughs> where'd, he, where, where, where'd he go? Hey, where'd he go? <laughs> he left. He goes, I'm embarrassed now. Uh, he, that wasn't me. I'm dying to know if even Hal was like, holy shit, I can't believe that came out of my mouth. Because you know that like wasn't planned. <laughs> He's pissed he couldn't keep up with him. He's like, ah, fuck you. Everybody knows that feeling though, when like you're the last, you're like finishing up with the workout, everybody's all pumped and they're already done, and you're like the last one. You're like, fuck this. How? What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Thanks Sorry, for making had a it. Little connection problem. Yeah, had a little connection problem. I have a quick question here before we lose you. Um, when that ca- when you're lying there and he comes over, would would you have two two questions? Would you have said that to anyone, or was that special for our friend Scott <laughs> Tetlow? Was that a special like gift? Hey, fuck off. Oh, I would have said it to anyone. I mean, honestly, <laughs> he's not special. I, he's not special. Anyone no, could have gotten some of that. At all. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> and, he only destroyed that workout. 
<laughs> and um, and when that came out of your mouth, were you shocked? Were you like, oh, like, man, I can't believe I even said that. I didn't really think about it. It's just in the just, moment. I just didn't feel like fist bumping someone after I <laughs> lost a workout. Um, I didn't want to be body body with him. <laughs> Good. Uh, have have you have you has that ever happened before for you? Where you're at the finish line and someone tries to give you a little like you know some of that superficial you know yeah good job good team good job buddy oh, and every, you're like every competition right okay so we could like find more dudes who you said that to that yeah do what we could find more dudes that you've said that to hundred <laughs> percent I, I know a lot of people <laughs> probably think I'm some asshole but I'm like why do I want to hang like hug you after you just whooped me I just want to go you know, run off in the corner somewhere and not talk to anybody. Yeah. I hear you. Have, have you ever had the, um, the, the, the circle of doom, uh, come around you? Like you're the last <laughs> one out there and, and all the dudes are doing the, Oh yeah. And have you, have you oh, given it to them there too? Uh, 2018 in the regionals when I was on the true form running there, throwing up on myself, I was the only one left on the floor. And you know, afterwards, everyone's like, man, you did great. And I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I was throwing up <laughs> on myself out there. And you're everyone the guy saw that, it. You're the one that threw up in the true form? Yeah. Holy shit. We were talking about that, what, three episodes ago? Yeah, across yeah. the, you know, yeah. It's my claim to fame. You know, they they posted it on their, what, pit, like, Instagram page. And <laughs> the announcers are like, oh, what a savage. And I'm, like, out there. I'm, I felt like I was just on death's door. And everyone's just, like, Gosh. clapping for me. And I'm just, like, I just want to get off this. <laughs> Wait, so you're on the true form, and you throw up, and it just starts getting just ground up in there? It's like... <laughs> Oh, well, no, the judge behind me, the girl was standing behind me and it went onto the true form and flung back right all <laughs> over her. Like, <laughs> I mean, she was, I, I think she just switched. I think she had another judge come out there like to finish the workout for me. Cause I, I felt, I felt bad for her actually. That was, <laughs> Hey, it would have been great if she just, just threw up too. Like just came along the side of the true runner, <laughs> put her hands on the bar and just threw up on you. Yes. Oh, yes. no way. Right oh, those, is this the- <laughs> Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh my goodness! It happens again, yeah. It ha- in that video, yeah, it happens a couple times, and they just like on me the whole time. And honestly, at that at the uh, uh, syndicate, I started dry even on the GHD sit-ups, and the camera runs straight up to me, right in my face. Just like I could tell, he was just waiting for it to happen. And I was like, man. <laughs> um, oh, he got her. Scott, he deserves all yeah. of this, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, is- I, mean, I feel more, I feel uh, bad for the judge actually. I was behind that or the next person that had to run on it. <laughs> you're, you're like, how you know, no wonder you throw up because you're a dick. You fucking tell people to fuck off. You get to get what you deserve, buddy. <laughs> hey, exactly. I, uh, I truly want to tell you guys that, um, uh, for people like us who just sit around and fucking talk shit, uh, for the two of you to come on, awesome. Uh, the the fact that you guys you know are fierce competitors and yet can be so lighthearted and and, uh, and fun, we really appreciate it. It's things like this that are the only things. It's only things like this that are going to push the uh, sport forward and get more people's attention. So thank you so much. Oh, of Not course. You know. All right, guys. Thank you. Say that oh, again. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I said I think CrossFit needs a little bit more of it. Yeah, absolutely. Gets everyone fired up. All right, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. Absolutely. Wow. That was fun.
I can't believe he's the one who threw up in the treadmill. That's oh hell yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> yeah, what hey, are the odds? I just DM'd those guys both last night, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll come on." Cool as shit. Look at look at the power you have. Hey, all that is is people just that's just community sourcing. That's like someone just saying, hey, you should have J.R. Howell on. Great. He fucking killed it last week. Someone saying, hey, have you seen this video of this guy telling this guy to fuck off? Yeah, great. And then and then this power of social media where you can just reach out to anyone and just knock, knock, knock. Hey, can you come on my show? Did you reach out to Tommy yet? Marquez? No, he just yeah. hangs out in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how tall How tall is Tedlo? I don't know, but um, – I, I was chatting with Brian Friend yesterday, and he told me that there's a girl competing this weekend named Marissa Flowers, who's four ten. Tetlow's like five four. Marissa Flowers. Tetlow is. Yeah. Good. He needs to be punished for something, man. He looks like he looks like he punished. fell out of a magazine. I cannot believe how handsome that <laughs> dude. Is. Um. Before Before we start in here, even more. Uh, before I give up the floor completely. Uh, uh, Mayhem has released something called "Welcome to the Mac." It's on their media. Shoot. Do you have Rich Froning's phone number, Sousa? Yeah. Will you send him a link? Yep. Just chum the water, maybe get him on here for a second. We just need him. Uh, uh, and it's a, it basically shows those guys showing up at the Mac. Uh, it's cool. I like it. It's what I'm going to follow pretty uh, seriously this weekend because I'm very curious to see if that uh, – if Angelo and um, – Speaking of Angelo, he's in the comments. He is in the com- – he is? Oh, He wants he to is. know why you never invite him anymore. Where is he? Oh. <laughs> send him you're, a link too. Send them, this right? motherfucker a link right too. And, uh, I'll call his shit out. Yeah, I'll send him and Rich a link right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, th- that that's the story to follow this weekend for me and the teams. I normally don't give a rat's ass about the teams, but have do we know um uh if have has an affiliate ever sent three teams before from one box? I think that two was the record. But I don't have anything to back that up other than the top of my head. I don't think J- there's been three. JR, do you know of any? I'm pretty sure it's never been done before. Uh, Taylor? Yeah, never heard of it. Are you guys impressed by it? Or are you like, so what, Sevon? So what? No, it's impressive for sure. Yeah, I think it's impressive that, I mean, you could argue that at least one of those teams is 100% homegrown. There were no. That's what I was going to say. I'm with you, JR. Keep going. I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's impressive that you can have people with prior games experience kind of all coming together, like uh, Angelo and Luke and Sasha Nievas, you know, and Alexis Johnson coming together for the second team. But that third team is the one that's really impressive to me. It kind of shows you what uh, training around fit people will do for your fitness. Uh, they're still they're still playing within the rules would you guys say hey angelo would you say i'm about to slap these guys around angelo i'm sorry you have to see this uh (laughs) would you say that you're um that uh luke parker is homegrown in what way from tennessee or homegrown like just homegrown in your affiliate like there's this there's this thing that people anytime you want to give like any affiliate team uh, credit there's this mention that like well anyone could do that as long as they as long as they had uh, six months' notice. Um, but Luke Parker's been there forever. Would you guys consider him homegrown? No, I wouldn't. I would say oh. he was. An, I would say he's an implant, but I would say he was not an implant to be on the team. He was just an implant because he wanted to move here and train with everybody. And that how was, long is he? How long has he been there at Mayhem? Um, he's been there a while. 
year and a half, almost two, almost two years now. <laughs> what zombie comment? Uh, Jr. Would you say does he? Where does Luke fall in? Is he? Is I? I give him a pass. I say he's homegrown. Once you're like past the year mark, once you like like once you get an electrical bill there or something, right? <laughs> I mean, it just depends on what you consider homegrown. Do you consider homegrown like they started CrossFit at that gym, or do you consider them homegrown as in they've shown the most progression throughout the course of their career when they've gotten to that destination? And I would argue that for Luke. That's definitely been the case. He came to Crucible year one, 2020, and finished somewhere around 15th to 20th in a pretty competitive field. This past year, he came up and crushed it, finished like sixth overall. So, I mean, the strides he made in a full year after coming from TTT to Mayhem was was enormous. Fair. Yeah, I agree with that. I would like to see a time domain on it. Even if they do the January 15th date, I think that it's good to go. Home I grown. just think that that's yeah, I, I, it's, not, it's not necessarily homegrown, but you're playing within the rules. And I think that yeah. Luke would definitely be considered a mayhem guy at this point. He's been there for a long time. Uh, do you guys um, make it on the podium, Angelo? Today or uh, this weekend or the games? No, uh, this weekend. Because <laughs> the answer for both is yes. Great, 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 great. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good money. Yeah, it is good money. I mean, Taylor is uh, is Angelo delusional or is he is he um, is that realistic? Them being on the podium? Yeah. Oh, for sure, realistic. Hiller? Oh, yeah, they're going to win. Mr. Howell? Yeah, I would say if they don't win, it would be a, a big upset. Wow. Wow. That's, that's some pressure. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> uh, Angelo, in that video that you guys released this morning, um, uh, t- Tyler Christopher looks like he put on 40 pounds. Uh, he looks, he <laughs> Good looks- weight or bad weight? Uh, I don't know. We're about to find out. Did he get, is he huge? <laughs> no. I was that just because he, he had he, his shirt tucked in all funny? I think he had his shirt tucked in and made him, it probably added about 20 years on him, maybe not 40 pounds. Okay. That, that's what it was. That's just the confusion there. Yeah. It was age, it older. Not, not weight. That's <laughs> what it was. <laughs> um, you go, when is your uh, first event today? What time? So like, to, uh, well, we, I guess we, uh, we get corralled at right at one and we get on at like one twelve. Okay. That's when we go on. And, and, and what is that uh, first event? Is it super uh, short? Snatch ladder. Yeah, because they're running the whole field in 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 so, and sort of the story there, um, which you mentioned in the video from the Mac, is that Sasha Nevis, her max snatch is 45 pounds over the final bar. Yeah, <laughs> that's accurate. She should go for it. Yeah, just yeah. that wicked jump at the end. <laughs> she she's our uh, she's definitely our anchor. If we have any problems, she's going to come in and clean up for everybody. And, and, and what is the what is the final bar for the men in the team snatch? Two seventy five. And and what is your max snatch? Have you ever snatched that? Yeah, I think I've hit two seventy five three or four times. I've done two eighty twice. Luke's definitely got that. Yeah, Luke is has three oh five. He stashed two seventy five last week, and it was like a toothpick. Damn. Who's the biggest it's, head case? Is is Luke the biggest head case in the group? Um, not in the normal sense, but yeah. Not in the normal sense, but yeah. Like, okay. Like uh, like he doesn't like freak out and panic. He just kind of um loses focus. I would say sometimes. Like just too busy signing autographs. Signing. Yes. Signing topless women. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
exactly. Uh, you got, Too much distraction. Is is Rich there this weekend? No, nah, not yet. He's. I think he was at One Valley doing like a workout with Rich thing. He'll be here soon, I believe. Okay, so he is showing up. Yeah. Okay, call us back when he's by you. We're done with you. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Thanks, Later. brother. Bye. Love you. Damn, the show opened strong. All right, who else you got to pull in? Love me some Angelo DiCicco. Nothing. I just wanted to make sure that my my first two bits were done in case I get summoned to go to breakfast with Greg this morning. I want to make sure my my shit's my shit's out of the way. Bring bring him in on the call. That would really set the thing off on a kick. Uh, who, Mister Froning? Mister yeah. Glassman. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yesterday, yeah, I I seriously thought. Can you he was imagine gonna... the views on this episode? I th- I thought he was going to call in yesterday. Yesterday I sent him a the link to the show. I thought for sure he's going to call in. I didn't want to tell anyone, but now. It's- mm. Do you think he'll come on this weekend at all? No, uh, no. Uh, with us in the game shit. No, just on your podcast. Uh, I don't know. Anything's anything's po- anything's possible. I would say him? no. I would say no though. If I had to guess, if I was a betting man, I'd say no. Will you beg him for me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He bought it. He got he got a hundred pounds of lobster, and showed up to his house in Santa Cruz with it. Yeah, he drove Isn't down. That to endangered Mor- species. Morro Bay to get it. I hope so. More endangered <laughs> now. It's it's a hundred pounds more endangered. Dude, yeah. I'm gonna eat so much lobster in the next three days. It's gonna Aren't be. You supposed to be fasting. <laughs> no, I, I fasted no, an extra day in the middle of the week this week, so I can eat on Sunday. Nah, uh, bank to fast. Uh, finally, that, I'd like to say, um, the, the Bailey Rail is also in that video. Does and she man, look forty pounds bigger too. No, she looks fucking incredible. They must. I didn't. They must be the most beautiful couple alive. They were more beautiful when he had longer hair. Uh, she says at one point in the video. This concerns me a little bit. She says at one point in the video she's just going to surrender her flesh, fleshly desires this weekend. I and I, it, yeah, you did hear that right. Yeah. And I think she was referencing <laughs> something having to do with the competition, but that's not where I went with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where I went, and I and for Tyler's sake, I hope that her fleshly desires come back. But uh, fuck, what am I? Who am I? Are you saying she's a cannibal? Uh, yes, yes. Thank you. That is exactly what I'm saying. That's, that's what you thought, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. She, no one's safe. Like, look out if she's going to go take a bite out of someone's leg. Me and Jr. were talking about cannibals this weekend, this past week. Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, superhuman. We, we are. We, we are going to get to uh, the events um, uh, one and two, and we are going to hear from uh, J.R. Howell and uh, Taylor Self and Mr. Hillerfit and Matt Souza about what they think, who's going to win, what are the big stories. But I have one more. I keep saying I have one more, but this, this one's uh, – I think this really is the last one. Let's see. Uh, this is from someone who has thrown some super-duper high-level events through CrossFit during the regional era and still throws a, a massive event in the CrossFit space. I could not believe what I was seeing at Lowlands. Knee sleeves. One year when I was running an event, about two minutes before we go live, this was a CrossFit event, I was told to strip everyone of knee sleeves and to check their heels for tape because he- tape on the heels can help you slide up and down the handstand push-up wall. Mm. On that plexi. Yeah. And the knee sleeves can help you hide squat depth. The athletes were pissed, but we knew it was the fair thing to do. 
So, so these, I, I bring this up because were you guys able to follow that story? They basically, the athletes were lined up just about to go out for heat one. They checked everyone's heels and pulled the tape off the heels and they had everyone take off their knee sleeves to make it equal. What they were concerned about is this year at the lowlands, what they saw were people wearing knee sleeves and someone even during pistols was wearing lifting shoes. Have, have, have we, have we gone backwards? Have we gone backwards? Has, by has, by, has, by has allowing the, all of this, Who yeah, has it? the sport has the sport gone backwards? Oh well, do you know what knee wraps are, Savan? Basically, knee sleeves, but you wrap they're them like, instead of pull they're, them they're, on. They're they're the ones that power lifters will throw on before just about every single set they do of squats and some Olympic lifters will as well, and it right. gives them that little bit of a. I shouldn't say a little bit of a spring. It probably adds ten percent to the certain individual's ability to squat. And do you know what a squat suit is or a bench shirt? Yes, sir. Have you seen those? So when you put on the yep. bench shirt, it's basically a pair of jeans. It's made of denim and it puts you here. So when you're mm -hmm. benching, you need to pull the bar down. And to an extent, I would say that the knee sleeve is on the spectrum of those things. Not like the 10% or like a bench shirt where it might add 20 or 30%. But I would say the knee sleeves might give you a 1%. And I guess I could see the argument there, but I also understand why a bunch of people wear them. The question is, are people wearing them because they need them or are they wearing them because they think they give them that 1% or that hiding of depth, if you will, that you're talking about? What do you think? What do you think, Taylor? I don't know. I, I'd be interested to talk to this person about it. It seems uh, – I, I mean, some things, yeah, should be to a degree off limits. Like I think the knee wraps are, are – <clears throat> definitely a stretch and they actually don't allow you to use them but i would it, it'd be like telling wide receivers in the league you can't wear gloves i agree yeah i think yeah. you should be able to allow them injure yeah. injure squat bench shirt and there it is the, yeah. yeah you're just you're just like this <laughs> jr what do you what do you what do you think just to, just to level the playing field be like hey no knee sleeves uh no i don't really agree with that what i do think they should probably do is tell you either what millimeter knee sleeve you can use they do right is it, is it a four no it's up to seven i think it's it up, to, up seven. to seven and then also rodri mora's comment here um according to the rules of pffa uh one pair of knee sleeves is allowed but on the torian pro people were using two pairs now, <laughs> I, just, now wow. I just specifically remember them saying you could not double up and i guess the only way to really know that if you wore like a five millimeter under a seven is that you said, Hey, pull down your knee sleeve real quick. Let me make sure you don't have a second pair. <laughs> it turns your knees into a set of springs. Yeah. Check. Dude, that's oh, brilliant. That's not even cheating. I, I would say that putting on two pairs of knee sleeves, trying to boost your performance on a squat centric workout is indeed cheating. But I also know that if you put on a pair of knee sleeves that's too tight, it includes your lower limb and it makes it impossible to move. And run. Like and a run. cock ring for your knee. Exactly like a cock ring for your knee. God, you're, you're right. <laughs> I, don't see, I just don't see how that levels any sort of playing field because anyone can fucking wear them. So if you think that they're giving someone else an advantage, wear knee sleeves. Yeah, that's I right. agree with that as well. I can um, have four knee sleeves on and I'm not going to squat nearly as much as those people are. I would say that if you're going to try to take away knee sleeves, you should also try to take away lifting shoes. And, and belts. you're not going to do that and belts. So I think that that's exactly right.
you're you're allowed those things. It grips. So you can't wear grips, grips anymore or clubs. Tape, you just chalk. go out there. All you can wear is a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and then yeah. rock. No chalk. No chalk. <laughs> no fucking water. I, I had I had a coach who was like, no chalk. You can't use chalk. No it's fans. Cheating. No fans. Yeah. No music. Hey, no see, fans no. like no fans like last week at the syndicate. Yeah, fuck your fans. You can't no, no tickets. <laughs> no tickets. Go, go R Howell. Go on. So, you know, talking about grips, um, you know, this year they said you couldn't wear grips when doing like a barbell workout, right, for the first time in the deadlift burpee. But also for the age group qualifier, they have farmer's carries with 70-pound kettlebells, which no you, grips, which you cannot use grips for either. So it looks like they are kind of wising up to the idea that grips should only be worn when hanging from a bar or rings, and that's it. Hey. Wow. Man, oh, I'm, he he didn't get I'm, the memo. Collared shirts only. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm glad we've got this grip thing figured out, but we can't figure out rope length. <laughs> I'd hate for people to cheat using the grip, but hey, um, Rich, did you see the video where you actually land on the rope too, and your in your fucking knee buckles in? I think you sent it to me. Oh, good. I think it was just my ankle that buckled though, but I have no ligaments or tendons left in my ankle, so we're good. No, no shit. Throw my little climbs. That's right. They click and pop all the time. So, is what it is. Um, did you feel? Do you remember that moment that you landed on the rope? And were there many of them? No. I have no earthly. I could not tell you when that happened. So you're just jamming. Just jamming, man. Yeah. I mean, it's. I hate that it happened, and uh, you know, yeah. If we can eliminate any any chance for that to happen i'm 1000 percent for it but then also as an athlete you almost have to take if if that is the situation you've got to take uh a little bit of responsibility for hey you know if i don't want to trip and bust my ankle that's on me too so um i 1000 percent think they should have been cut but um also if they're if they're not cut then you know risk versus reward did you tell hey there there's a story um I don't remember where I think Haley said it, but that she wrapped her ankle before that event. Is that some advice you gave her or? Well, so she's got a, that ankle issue from a couple years ago and really, you know, coming down on those mats, sometimes it, you can catch it weird. You know, they're soft mats. She was wearing running shoes and uh, I tried to talk her out of the running shoes because the run was not, um, was not the part, you know, it's not enough to do any type of damage. So, um, I, I was just like, hey, make sure you tape the shit out of your ankle and make sure you're good to go. So we have AJ. Um, he's an athletic trainer uh, with us, and so he taped her up pretty good. I mean, his rock tape. Does rock tape actually support anything? But <laughs> hey, um, hey, uh, there, there's also talk that w- were you in that athlete briefing? Uh, I believe we were. We, so they did teams first, and then they kick us out and get us out of the way because you know who cares about us? Gross teams. Um, <laughs> But I was I was not in there when Scott and Ben um, went up to I guess it would have been Wilson, uh, so I missed that. And did you say anything in your briefing? Man, I can't remember yesterday. I don't remember if I said anything. <laughs> right, fair enough. I know neither can I. Someone asked me who I had on the podcast yesterday. I'm like I can't even remember if I saw. I feel my like yesterday. I feel like my kids are taking a piece of my soul slowly every day. But <laughs> that's that's what's supposed to happen. That means you're a good. Dad. I, yeah, yeah, you're doing good, right? Mm-hmm. They're um, gonna be pretty fit then. Rich, has has any affiliate ever sent three teams to the CrossFit Games that you're aware of? Uh, I'm I'm not a real history buff, but I, Invictus might have. 
Uh, some I'm sure we have a fact checker somewhere that can tell me. I guarantee somebody in live comments will let us know we're wrong. Um, that's if, if you were going to guess someone, that's that's who you would guess, right? That's who I would guess would be Invictus. They always have some pretty strong, you know, and they're also like satellite affiliates. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about the same from the same facility, if that makes sense. Right, right, totally. I mean, do you have any? I mean, it's going to be interesting the number of people who go to the games this year who do mayhem programming. It's going to be nuts, right? We want all of them. All right, I understood. <laughs> <laughs> All the people shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you're in the stars. <laughs> come on, come on, come on over. Come to the dark side. Yes. <laughs> um, do you expect um, the 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 boys and girls to get on the podium this week? And and, and can you tell us some of the stuff you've talked to them about? I think one thousand percent they have the fitness to do it. And I've said a thousand percent a bunch in this. Sorry about that. Um, I guess that's my word of the day. But I think they can do it from a fitness standpoint. Hopefully, from a um, if if Angelo can take charge a little bit and they've got a lot of chiefs and not enough Indians, if that makes sense. And, um, if they can, can clear that up, am I allowed to say that anymore? Uh, sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. Can you use a different <laughs> metaphor? Sorry. 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 Uh, Pretzel leg. It's an Indian to, style. I was about, I was about to use a, uh, a, a CrossFit one, but I won't. Um, anyway, um, that, so they they're can. capable. Yes, they, they're but, capable, and then if they can just kind of stick to their stick to their guns, and if somebody can kind of take ch- take charge, you know that's the problem I think with a right. lot of teams is they they need somebody out there that has kind of a little bit of field awareness, which I feel yeah. like Angelo over the years has. If there's one thing that I've imparted on him, that would be just you know paying attention to your surroundings, um, and so if they can do that, they'll be fine. Are awesome. you trying to say that they're all trying to take charge? You said there's too many chiefs. They're all yeah, trying to take yeah. charge. You need one person yeah. to like overpower. Okay. Exactly. Like when, and, like when Rich and Matt were both in the same gym. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you cut uh, out a little J- bit there, Simon. Uh, J- I missed I know, internet spotty here. Sorry. I, yeah. I, you don't even know how hard it was to say it. Like four times, I was like, "Don't say it. Don't say don't it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Say it." <laughs> um, Jr., do you have any questions for uh, Mr. Froning here before we, hit, um, we let him go? Yeah. I uh, I know Luke and Sasha came down last year. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask until he says no to get some more of his teams to uh to crash this this fall to compete. This fall, maybe maybe. What's the dates this time? Uh, first weekend in October, and we're just doing uh, mixed gender elite and then individuals. So it'd be awesome. Okay. I like that. Teams. Yeah, I like that. I'm I'm all for some pair stuff or uh, some team stuff. So uh, maybe we'll see. Uh, first of October, if we're not somewhere getting lost in uh, elk country uh we'll try to make it out there uh mr self do you have a question uh for uh mr froning before we let him run no man just just appreciate you look up to you a lot yeah i appreciate it man thank you uh hiller my question was you've come down on the crash pads at the games the red one and there's clearly a rope hanging down on those crash pads when that happens I was trying to make the argument with a couple of people that that is different than coming down onto a rope on the hard floor. Would you agree? Mm. Yes. Yes. And no, I mean, like, I think it, it comes down to at some point as an athlete, you've got to, Hey, what's the, what's the risk versus reward and, you know, being smart, but yeah, it's definitely your, it absorbs more into the mat than it would on a, on a hard surface. Um, we are coming down on those, um, those dolomer mats too so they're a little unstable but it is what it is and i'll, I'll go ahead and take the uh, credit for the innovation on the crash pad 
Um, there's several froning rules. You now have to go over the bar. You know, you can't throw the bar over and go under. Uh, okay. The crash pad is crash pad is also mine, and you can't ghost ride the bar is also mine. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, just just call me an innovator, but it is what it is. Um, Susan, do you have a real question? Um, uh, Taylor kissed his ass. Uh, uh, J.R. Howell tried to manipulate him and coerce him into coming to his event. Um, you, can you say anything along the line of uh, Hiller that you would like to ask Mr. Froning? <laughs> yeah. Or would you like to introduce even a new concept? No, I'm going to do a little more, a um, little more ask us here and just make sure. So if I want to win everything, this is where I go, right? I just come here. That's, I mean, <laughs> that's, okay, that's cool. the dark side. I love that. You know, yeah, that's, so we, uh, it's a good place to go. We get here. It looks very informative. I could sign up and just start absolutely crushing these competitions with you guys. Yeah. Right? I that's mean, correct. there's a YouTube channel too, that has a lot of that stuff. Uh, I think it's called CrossFit Mayhem uh, ah, yes. on YouTube. You know, there's a bunch of, uh, I will give a shout out to our media team. They do an incredible job of making us not look like total jackasses. Um, you know, Scott has pretty free reign to do whatever the hell he wants to put in there. But for the most part, he leaves, uh, makes us look good. Yeah, great. Hey, dude, thank you so much. Uh, awesome, we'll be bugging you the rest of the weekend. Back on. Yeah, yeah, I'll try to drop back on. Feel super Let's fortunate go. to have you. Thank you. Hey, I, uh, I think I might actually be on uh, the show uh, um, commentating later i don't know if it's uh tomorrow or today so we promise uh, we won't judge the shit out of you come on this no, one do it, do it. Show? No, I'll, I'll come on this. are you guys stealing the stream again no well. fuck no not happening again all right no 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 i got i got slapped around too much yeah, we'll do that on the mayhem channel we'll steal the stream right, let's, there, do see what happens. let's do it yeah they'll give us some strikes but whatever <laughs> all right brother love you bye. awesome boys love you bye thank you Ish. All right, who you got next? What, what else you got up your sleeve? That's it. Let's. Um, we have the TDC coming. No, I'm just kidding. Castro pops in. Look at Taylor's just on. He's just on cloud nine. He's like, man, I can't believe I'm a part of this show. This is so fucking good. <laughs> Time to contribute, Taylor. Time to contribute. Um, I'm ready to talk. Okay, <laughs> Taylor. Event uh, event number one starts um, today. Um, uh, it's team. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, individual event one, the barbell complex. We're on the Mac here. Yes. Yes. Um, let's start with the, let's start with the men and each you just say a little bit about that event, which who the men uh, to, to look for, for event number one. Event one for the men, for sure. I think main guy to look for is Zach Watts. Um, he's a CrossFit conjugate guy. So, and he also won the snatch last year at the Mac. I don't know what his, Capabilities are on a cleaning jerk, but I feel like he's a safe pick. I would also put, for sure, Tyler Christoffel up there. I think the jerk might limit him a little bit. And then another guy who I have an inkling that is extremely strong is Philip Muscarella. Um, so I think those three guys are on the men's side. And, of course, Dallin, Dallin Pepper. Mm. Um, but I think Dallin is more of – he's a really strong dude. Um I think more than that raw strength, he moves so well and is extremely well-rounded. So I don't know that he wins that. Event. I think I think the event winner is Zach Watts of event one for the men's side. Uh, JR, um, moving to you, same thing, event number one. Not, But not the question for you, who is the um, winner going to be, but who is this going to be the make or break event for? Who, who are – like – I don't want to pick on Haley Adams here, but who is the who's the one where like, hey, they're not known as necessarily a strength athlete, and they but they they have to do well here. Well, you know, I think 
a big question is whether or not this is going to be the year Spencer punches his ticket. You know, mm -hmm. he's been trying to make it for so long. His brothers are, you know, have a lot of games experience. People say all the time that he beats them all the time in training. He actually beat them both at Wadapalooza. So for me, the athlete that I'm watching is Spencer Panchik to see if he can at least finish upper middle of the pack because you know he's going to do great on all the fitness tests. Uh, and what number? What if, if the last bars? Uh, no, sorry, I'm, I'm conflating the two events. What what number do you think he has to do in the complex here? What what would be a great number for Spencer? I think he's got to be between three fifteen and three twenty five. It seemed like last last week at Syndicate that three twenty five. And, you know, it, that may have been comparatively just a little stronger field, but that was a top 10 score. So I feel like that's probably where he needs to be, 315 to 325. Hiller, Yo. um, your thoughts on what both of these men just said. Go ahead and judge the shit of them. Is, is, is Taylor right about his picks with Zach Watts, Tyler Christopher, Philip something or another, and Dallin Pepper? And is, um, is Spencer Pancheck, is that the make or break guy? I agree with out, all of those things, but the guy that I want to look at is Jake Berman. Mm. I think uh, I think if Jake Berman does anything special or anything even middle of the pack on this one, he's setting himself up for a good weekend because he's not one of the stronger guys. But if he does at least damage control pretty well on that one, then he'll end up finishing, you know, close to a qualifying spot. And I th I agree very much with Tyler Christopher on the jerk. He doesn't have the best overhead position, but I bet if it was just the cleans of the front squats, he'd be like 365 on this. And then it's the jerk. So the question is, is he going to be able to throw up a jerk at 335, 340? I think the answer is probably. Cole Sager always is kind of surprising on these. I know Down Pepper's a strong snatcher, which I think is what Taylor said. And then Spencer always is rather surprising. But my most recent memory of Spencer doing any sort of a clean complex is at the end of 21.4. And that one didn't look so hot. So if he's worked on it since then, which I'm sure he has, then like everything JR was saying, I also second. But I think the big guy to look at is Jake Berman. Puncher Holyfield is my guy to freaking win it. But uh, he just pulled out per our informer informant. Do we know why he pulled out? No, we just have a text message saying he pulled out. Okay. Uh, and let's move to the the women for event one. It's the barbell complex. You get three attempts. Uh, uh, no, you don't get three attempts. Yeah, oh, you, you get, get three, three attempts. Sorry. You get three attempts at yeah. three cleans, two front squats, one shoulder to overhead, and you have to do it in a, uh, a minute with a four-minute rest. Uh, we just – you heard the, the men picks. Uh, let's go uh, – uh, Mr. Howell, who do you, who do you pick to, to win this? Uh, I think Calorina Key is a really good guess of who's going to win this. She's got, I want to say, a 275 clean. I mean, she's – She's probably the strongest woman pound for pound in the field. The Would planet. you say that the jerk's been the most limiting factor from what we've seen from the first week? Absolutely. Mm, for some people. It won't be for Jake Berman. Like, like Jake has an over 400-pound jerk, but it's going to be the pull from the floor and then the squat. So and yeah, it's crazy. I still, think it, I still think it is the jerk, but for some people it's the jerk because of shoulder positioning and shoulder strength. But I think for someone like Jake – he's probably going to squat all five reps before the jerk. So the jerk is going to be limited by his legs having mm -hmm. another drive. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. And, uh, Jake Berman, that's the cat that trains with Noah, right? Yeah. That's arguably what makes it a pretty good complex because you got someone like Christopher who's got so much strength from the floor. 
And then you've got someone like Berman who's got so much strength all over head, and it's almost like you're bringing him into the middle with this mm. complex. Right. So how, how, about that, how about that 410 girl? How about that 410 girl? 410 girl. Yeah, the girl I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Can you, how is she going to do? Oh, what was her name? I, I already lost my notes about her. Marissa Flowers. Thank you, Marissa Flowers. How is she going to do on that? I just can't believe that there's someone out there who's 410 besides Colton. Don't know much about her, <laughs> to be honest. Can we pull up her Instagram? Is that is that something we can do? Always, always. Uh, For Daniel Brandon's going to push jerk it. Mm-hmm. You know that. You know that, right? Oh, and so she'll, why, she'll hit, whenever she hits, it'll end up being a push jerk, and I don't what, know how many of those we've seen. Why do you say that? Because she doesn't split jerk. Period. Because some of us do our research, Sevan. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm also I'm kidding. She, I, I heard her talk about it on a podcast earlier today, and on the podcast, you I mean, we've seen it before. I think she can hit a 265 push jerk, and that would take her over the top immediately. And she says that she hasn't split jerked in years. Um, just basically because she never needs to, and she feels unstable in the split jerk. So she'll end up push jerking. I don't think we've seen a high number there with a push jerk. Oh, this chick has a kid. It's almost as tall as she is. <laughs> oh yeah. She looks normal. She looks, she looks normal. So she's a normal 410. She just, she's, she could be like, you can't tell from her pictures that she's 410. I don't know. Is that a female barbell or a quads. C70? All right. I'm totally kidding, by the way. I didn't hear what you said. I, Look I, how tall she looks when she's sitting bar. in her car. Look how tall she looks when she's sitting in her car. Uh, yeah, that's that forerun, that little uh, mouse car. What is it called? The, the e-car. Uh, Taylor, who is the – same question I asked uh, JR about the men. Who, Which woman is this a make or break? Like if they do well here, we're going to see them on the podium. If they don't, it's going to be a long weekend and miserable for them. Uh, I think Bailey Rail. I think this is going to be the big event for her that she, again, kind of has to do damage control. She's, you know, self-admittedly one of the weaker females in the field, but I think some of the other workouts set up pretty well for her potentially. So she just needs to do damage control. Um, yeah, my pick. And how much do you think she needs to do? On the women's side? And yeah. I would say I, for her, I would think that anything over – uh, two ten would be would be pretty solid. Hiller signaled you two oh five. That was meant to be a two fives, two ten. Oh, oh, I was oh, going to oh, say. Oh, so oh. we were saying this exact same thing. Uh, um, uh, Mr. Hiller, what about uh, these three um, that I have here on my list? Uh, Daniel Brandon, uh, Cindy Mikolishin, Mikolishin, I say Mikolishin. Uh, Taylor says Mikolishin. And Kira Napoli. All right. So I'll admit I don't know much about Kira. So maybe you can direct this at somebody else if it's a question of the three of them. But what's your no, question? Let's just, of the let's three just of go them? with the two. How's Danielle going to do and how are Sydney going to do? Do they have any chance of winning this, you think? Danielle Brandon's going to win. It's going to be a runaway. Oh, you mean the event? Are you talking about the event or the, the lift? The lift. Oh, the lift. Daniel Brandon is going to be competing with the uh, what's her name, Calarina. Okay, for sure, it'll it'll be right there. Um, Daniel Brandon also, in what I was listening to earlier, hasn't been prioritizing her strength as much, so she's worried about it. But she's strong as shit, so it, it's kind of one of those deals where if there's so much in the tank, and it's not really going to go away. So long as you're keeping up with your fitness, it might be dampered, but even dampered, she's going to be putting on quite a number. 
in it doesn't it doesn't really matter. She's going to be at least top five and definitely fighting for the top spot. I'm I'm sorry. It well, doesn't matter saying? what you think. Yes. Gotcha, right? Yes. Right. <laughs> there. Uh, and, and, and what about Sydney? Do you guys think Sydney's going to make it to the games? Do you think she's going to qualify here? Yes. It's very likely out of this field, I think. I would also say yes. Um, I don't think it's the strongest field. Would you guys no. agree with that? I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick. I just don't think it's the strongest field. Mr. I, Howell? Yeah, I would say she takes the fourth or fifth spot here. This is going to be huge for her if she makes it to the games. What's going to be huge about it? I mean, other than the fact that it's huge in general. Because she's a really, really, really promising athlete who has all the tools. And if she gets some games experience behind her, I think it's going to skyrocket her. I, I, I put a premium on, I think some athletes, for most athletes, getting games experience is, is like, it's, it's, it's the turbo boost to their career. And she's yeah. been training on site for the past year at comp training, right? Mm-hmm. I'd like to put, she has a crazy head on her shoulder too. We had her on the show there. I don't ever remember interviewing anyone. She's never going to make it. (laughs) (laughs) No way. She's out. Uh, Frenchie does a scream mental illness, but, um, (laughs) but we did have her on the show and, uh, and man for a young lady, uh, or a young man, just anyone her age, I just, I was just blown away at how cool she was. She was just cool as a cucumber. She's she's built for it too, and she's committed. And when we, I remember talking about distractions she has in her life, and she has none. She's done. She's just done an amazing job. Uh, someone, Will Plummer says, uh, Kira uh, Napoli, two hundred thirty pound clean on CrossFit Games leaderboard. I don't think Kira Napoli's the other to look at. I think Kyra Milligan's <laughs> the other athlete to look at in the complex. Kyra Milligan from Underdogs Athletics, one of Justin Collar's girls. She's she's also strong as fuck. Ethan Marillo is a name that's been around for a while, and she's pretty strong. I don't know if she's top five strong, but she's just a name that I know of. Uh, the the second event, and, and don't worry, guys, we'll circle back around and and, I'll, and we'll talk about each uh, people that each uh, you guys want to talk to. I just want to get through at least the first two events here. Um, the second event is the uh, individual elite uh, two midline um, sadness. That's a pretty cool name for it. Fifty GHD, thirty handstand, thirty foot handstand walk, thirty over. Uh, Oh, thank you. Overhead squats, 60 handstand walk, 40 GHD, 60 foot handstand walk, 20 overhead squats, 90 foot handstand walk, 30 GHD sit-ups, 90 foot handstand walk, 10 overhead squats. So, you know, that's what I hate about these events is that why does it have to be like that? What usually what ends up happening is you look at it on the floor and it looks pretty neat and you understand why it's written up this way. But imagine, I mean, maybe that's also part of it. Being an athlete, you're going to go out there and you have to understand what the hell is going on. But does it take out of the fitness component of it? It's a fitness event. It's also an event event. So that's just a little bit of a quick take by me. I, I don't want Taylor and JR have to say. I, well, I, I, I appreciate it. I don't want you guys to dig into that quite yet, though. Could we, we can spend. We, I don't want the show to get lost in criti- right, criticizing right, right, this. Right. We can we can circle back around though. It's sorry to cut you off, Taylor. I want to say this. Will Plummer sent me his notes, and they're so fucking awesome. It, 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 but to cap on what Hiller is saying, it's 120 GHDs. It's 270 feet of handstand walk, and it's 60 overhead squats in total. Um, Jr. Uh, who? It, with a 14 minute time cap, who who's going to win this? Is, is is there someone you look at and you're like, oh yeah, this person's got this one? Yeah, I would be shocked if Danielle Brandon did not win this workout because okay. I I would say she has the best overhead position in the sport. 
And that's, that's, that's over everybody. Anybody. What, what do you mean by overhead position? So her ability to like what Andrew was saying, her ability to push jerk and to get in a completely stacked position with wrists and shoulders all in line with no deviation of the midline. It's just super impressive. So anything where there's any kind of overhead stability involved in this, obviously there's a lot of midline, but I see handstand walk into overhead squat back into handstand walk, handstand walk into heavier overhead squat back to handstand walk. And someone like her is not going to have to break the overhead squats. She's going to be able to be aggressive in and out of those transitions. And I just don't think anyone has a chance of beating her on this workout. Uh, how, how, and, and Brooke Wells, how will she do? It'll be very interesting to see with her return from injury. She's not going to be doing too hot after the first two events. Hmm. What, what do you mean by that? You think her elbow is going to flare up? I no, I, I don't. I just think that she probably doesn't have as much uh, time on, under the weight because of it. And I think that the overhead squat is going to be a limiter, especially after the handstand walk. Okay, so you're just going to say she's going to be digging herself out of a hole after uh, – after She'll probably be sitting in fifth, which isn't bad because oh. she still broke wells. But she's not going to be as high as people would think, fifth or sixth. So I should say the hole is a, it's a shallow hole. Uh, Taylor, who do, who do you think wins that event? Uh, do you, Danielle Brandon, and, and do you think uh, Brooke, you agree with the Brooke, whole Brooke Wells thing? I, I agree with the whole Brooke Wells thing. I think Daniel Brandon also wins it on the women's side. I think I'm looking at Noah for the men. I feel like this just falls right into his wheelhouse pretty pretty handily. You think more so than uh, Dallin Pepper or Cole Sager? Cole Sager um, is the one I want to talk about first. Cole Sager first. Well, I saw a video, I think, of Noah overhead squatting 300 for 10. Wow. Um, wow. And then, yeah, it's on his Instagram somewhere. He's got a bazillion big weights. So you got to, you got to dig, but, and that's pretty recent. So that he's a freak on the GHDs and also has insane handstand walk speed. So I, I just, yeah, I love this event for Noah. I think, I think this is one of two events that he has the capacity to destroy everyone. On. If there's a, if there's a part of the workout where we can watch is kind of the sticky point, I would keep an eye on after the 40th GHD, so they've done 90. They're going 60 into 20 into 90. So they're going 150 feet with the 20 overhead squats in between. And a lot of times, like most workouts that have three rounds, which to what Andrew was saying, it's kind of busy, but basically it's three rounds. It's the middle round that's the hardest. So that moderately heavy weight for 20, I think is going to be significantly harder than the first 30 and the last 10. Yep, agreed. That's a great point. Yep. It's going to be right there. Are when they, they go into that. They Sorry, go ahead, Hiller. No, I just, are they slowing down and keeping the pace or are they speeding up? Because there will be athletes who are trying to speed up. Do they finish this? Do people finish this? Um, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. And, and uh, I, I, I guess another, oh, uh, just because there's 14 minute time cap and we've seen other events where a lot of people don't finish. Oh, but what about, um, isn't it also going to be determined by where you get pushed back on the handstand walk? Like if they have it, so you fall anywhere in the 90 feet and you have to start from the beginning, that's different than just going back to the last line. If the lines are incremental every 10 feet, right. Or it doesn't matter for the top guys. Well, they've got to do minimum unbroken 30 <laughs> sections. So I don't think that's going to be an issue for any athletes at this level. I wouldn't. Oh, Sorry, I didn't read that on the bottom. Okay. 
I, I got I got something to say about all these is that the Hanson walk, I mean, we saw the pirouette at what was it, Lowlands last week, and the Hanson walk is just kind of a throwaway. It's a toss away. They might as well be doing a shuttle run at this point with how proficient everybody is. I think that they should be throwing in that ramp or something. They, they completely did away with the Hanson walk ramp after like maybe 2019 Wadapalooza. Uh, that's interesting to say someone is saying that the the workout has changed i think someone sent me a text last night saying that too and i just don't remember they changed the unbroken lunges on event six i wasn't under the impression they changed anything on event two uh dennis alari says whoever's great at ghds will win do you have uh thoughts on that guys no really real no it was great on ghds too yeah so i think yeah so i think in this workout similar to the 10 20 30 40 50 um, last week at syndicate, I mean, I know I was looking at the ski to be somewhere where you could either lose it or win it because so much more time is spent on the ski, but it ended up being a handstand walk speed and a GHD efficiency workout. So in this one, you could argue that if there's athletes like Jake Berman, Noah Olson, both the pan chicks, we know they're really stable overhead and that the squats aren't going to be an issue or the handstand walk. It's probably going to come down to who has the fastest cycle time on the GHD. Uh, JR, uh, where the fuck is, is your new headset? Uh, it, is, <laughs> it is behind me on the table. See it? Yeah, why aren't you using it? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I have two kids and I have not had time to uh, to link it to my computer yet. Wow. Uh, JR has the fanciest and most expensive set of headphones on the show. Once he puts them on, hopefully they'll make a... Um, what are they? They look nice. Are they Apple? No, they're Jabra. Uh, J- Jabra. they have a they have a noise canceling mouthpiece they're really nice and i I assume yours haven't come either right uh mr self yeah yeah those are nice looking yeah i should just faked it like had them on the whole time (laughs) uh (laughs) um we were talking about uh off offline, um, we were talking about topics that we'd like to bring up and things we'd like to mention, um, and uh, I'd like to go through some of those topics right now. Uh, we'll start with uh, Taylor and uh, Taylor. You want to dig into um, to Saxon here and uh, and your thoughts about him training over at Proven? Yeah, I'm. I mean, you look at Saxon over the past couple of years and just extreme consistency towards the top, and he's climbed higher and higher and higher. He won the Open. Granted, he had to redo. Uh, a workout to do that um but i think somebody with the physical capability to win not just the semifinal but also the games saxon is someone to look at he's just he doesn't have really he doesn't have a hole and if he did it would be more machine and more long endurance stuff which i know he's been working on with proven and potentially his mindset you know i would just like to see from him as someone who wants to threaten the top spot on the podium is someone who wants to fucking kill people um, when he's out there. He's such a good dude and a really nice guy from the little interaction I've had with him. Um, but I think if he can, you know, if some of Tia's killer instinct can rub off on him with all the training they're doing together and him being it proven, uh, I think he's a massive threat to win not just the Mac, but also potentially the games. I also think if he wins the Mac, he, he might not even win an event. He might not have an event win and still win the Mac because he's just so consistent. And, and you even said that you think there's games winning potential for him. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Look at, he just is, does not have, he is so good at so many things. He just needs to, he just needs to take the training wheels off and be aggressive. Hiller, do you have anything you want to tell Taylor to go fuck himself or did he nail it? <laughs> 
I think he pretty much nailed it. Um, what I always do when I'm like deciding who's going to win is I always try to like look at the people in the teens and say, all right, who in the teens has a chance at finishing in the top, like taking the fifth and the fourth spot. So I don't really look too much at who's going to win, but I do agree that Sexton's probably going to have a shot at winning. It'll be him versus Noah versus Dallin. And I keep on saying like, yeah, Dalton's going to win. Dalton's going to take the top spot because He's one of those young guys who's coming up and he's strong as shit. And if he just kind of shored up those little events, but as far as Saxon goes, my first experience with him was, I think, Wadapalooza 2018. And I remember he was on a team with his two brothers and they all snatched 285. And at that point in time, he was like 17 years old. I was like, what the fuck? How is-? And then you stand next to him and he's this narrow. The hell in the hell is this guy so goddamn How strong? narrow is he? Show us again. He's like this narrow. He's like about, about, that's about wide. ten inches. That's about you ever, ten. You ever inches. see the thing where they're all this big, and then when they turn sideways, they they almost disappear. And yes, I'm not that's saying Matt that Souza, that's Matt Souza. You're looking at him. Matt <laughs> Souza is like a fucking like and someone I, just took a cheese grater, sliced off a piece of cheese. He looks all broad, and he turned this way. He's like one of those fish. Salt. And in the event finale that year, he came off the floor after having just snatched 285. And I was like, how in the fuck did he do that? It, it's, he's truly an amazing athlete. It's, it's it's incredible how strong he is and. He's gotten stronger and fitter, and he's probably also what Taylor said. You can have a chance at pushing Medeiros at the games, which is awesome because someone's got to fucking do it. I hate to critique you, critique you on your pronunciation, but because you do say my name right, and very few people <clears throat> do, uh, Andrew. Seven. Hiller. But but uh, it's it's not Dolan for Christ's sake. It's, it's Dallin. Dalton. It's Dallin Pepper. Get it right, Dalton. Dalton <laughs> Pepper. Okay, we're gonna call him on this show, Dallin Pepper, until he comes on and says otherwise. Okay, I, I, uh, I, heard, it, I have a rumor that I heard a rumor. His name's Dalton, and he doesn't like to go by Dallin. It's his middle name's Dalton, actually. It's Dallin Dalton. Uh, and uh, Mr. Howell, um, these guys are pretty high on um, Saxon Panchik, and uh, and they're curious what's happened with his time with Tia Tumi over at Proven. What do you think? Yeah, I completely echo those sentiments. I'm really interested to see if uh, training over with Shane and you know just around Tia is really going to make a big difference. It's it's hard to say that in six to eight months, we're going to see a big change in fitness level. But I think sometimes with those athletes, the fitness levels are so close. It's just confidence and execution. Isn't it amazing that put on on Dalton in in a split, in a split second. And thank you. Thank you, Mr. Pepper. Oh, Mr. Pepper, can you DM me your phone number? I really want your phone number. I was trying to, I was trying to court you in your DMS and you haven't responded. I was trying to court you last night. It was late. Um, I had been drinking down. Uh, <laughs> isn't it amazing that in six hey, to what? eight months, in six to eight months, you can't make your career maybe better, but in a split second, it can fucking be over Taylor. Okay. Um, let's move on to, uh, to Dallin. Uh, the, the word you have in there is redemption. Can you paint the picture for me, Taylor? Where, why, why do you say redemption? What happened to Dallin last year? Dallin, I think is somebody, I like that word with him and he has kind of what I want to, would like to see, or I'm hoping to see from Saxon this weekend. He, he has kind of that, uh, he gets a little resentful, I would say, you know, he gets vengeful. Um, last year he had a big slip up on the final event, kind of fumbled the D ball a bit and it cost him a spot at the games. And I think that's probably eaten him alive over the past year and has made him angry. Um, he had a really, really good performance at Wadapalooza, um, which I think sets him up well. And he seems really healthy and fit going into this, uh, competition and i'm sure he's probably quite a bit fitter than he was in january so he's um he's looking to take some some revenge for him i hope he just rips someone's fucking head off 
That's that's the type of person he strikes me as, which is what you yeah. need to win. Is what you it's need. It's gonna to be. Win. I. I, he, I he, he yeah. does have that. He does oh, have fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you see that? Because we had him on the show and he was he was pretty he was like almost uh, no heartbeat almost. Well, you can tell in the corral, and I think it depends from event to event. Some events guys are a little more relaxed going into. Some events the same guy might be not so relaxed going into, and I could see that in Dallin. Um, he does he does kind of look like Ferdinand. Do you know that show? I have kids. He's got that Ferdinand uh, vibe. Do you know what Ferdinand is? The Ferdinand no, the Bull, the Disney. <laughs> Do you know the Disney? No. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. He he's definitely not a dude you'd want to fucking get. He he's 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 quite the man. He's got quite crazy stature. So you're saying you've seen Dallin in the corral, and it's 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 fucking showtime. In some events, the events that I notice, like I, I just look around. I'm looking around for people who have that attitude because that's who you're thinking are you got to worry about in a workout. Um, are people who have that kind of attitude going into event, and then the people for the most part that are really kind of joking around. Not you think to, Dallin would tell Tetlo to fuck off if he uh, tried to fist bump him? No, I don't think he. Not, not in that way. I think uh, I think most of his uh, angry drive is internal. Okay. Uh, uh, your thoughts, um, Jr. on uh, on on Dallin. Are, are, you, are you pretty pumped for him too? Is that is that the guy to watch? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, seeing him at seeing him at Waterpalooza in person, you know, against Jason and Taylor, I can definitely say how impressed I was seeing him perform on events that I just wouldn't assume he would perform well at. He did really, really good in the, uh, in the row swim run that Taylor won. Um, James also doing really well on that, but Dallin hung really tough on that. I expected that to be an event. He would take a hit on at Wadapalooza just because of his stature wasn't the case. And then that final, he absolutely dropped the hammer on the 55 devil presses. It really just showed me the kind of raw capacity he has. I was really impressed. So you don't expect him to be uh, uh, amazing at burpees, like full body weight uh, calisthenics, like the like the devil press. Is that and and running, swimming, uh, rowing? And since he is, you're like fuck. That's pre- I mean that's pretty much the holes that big guys was ha- would the holes big guys would have, and he doesn't have those. Correct. Yep, makes sense. Uh, uh, is he going to get on the podium, uh, Mister Hiller? Is Dallin Pepper going to the CrossFit Games this year? I think that I I just sent out a list to you guys, and I said I think he's got a chance to win chance but 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 that is my what i also preface with the i like to go after the lists that people don't typically so you go around you're like oh look saxon's gonna win no one's no one's gonna win and like that's kind of what you see so my list is like a cole slash down at the top just because i like to be a little bit controversial and hope that that that's the thing that's going to happen this year um, so if I were to pick people who have an outside shot at the top, I would say yes, Dallin and Cole also won his event last year, the West Coast Classic. And I think everyone's forgetting. I think he beat Noah there as well. So I don't know why everyone's missing Cole Sager. He always ends up just totally dominating everybody. And there's, you know, the, the events stack up rather well for him. Uh, let, let me ask you this, Andrew, uh, before we move on to Taylor's uh, final um, topic. Um, who is more likely to go to the game? Sydney Mikulation? Mikulation? Or Dallin Pepper? Dallin Pepper. Yeah. Taylor? Saying Dallin for sure. I disagree. I disagree. I love Dallin, but I, I think Sydney. Give us give us some rationale about the disagreement. Think, Just everything you've Because I liked her. her when she was on my podcast. <laughs> Dal- oh, Dallin's been on here, right? Didn't you not like him? Did I did like, like I, I did actually like him. There's absolutely nothing not to like. But I just like making sure. your bias of info. Basis of info. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, I, I definitely <laughs> like him. I definitely got to have him on again. But I, but I was teasing him because it was a rather uh, – it was a very chill podcast. 
I think he, I think uh, he, like, he just refilled his Oxycontin or something. Um, when you say, <laughs> Taylor, when you say that um, Cole, can Cole stay alive in your notes, I think that when I read that, I think big picture, is this Cole's last year? He has been around since fucking buggy in carriage. Are, are you suggesting that like he needs to go to the games this year or else it's over? Uh, that's kind of, that's kind of my, that's kind of what I'm alluding to. I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know him very well personally at all. So I don't know if, um, uh, it's that dire for him, but it's, but if he doesn't like, go, we're going to stop talking about him. This is the last year to be on this show. It just, it just seems like over the past couple of years, he's kind of had, you know, not the trajectory that he would like, like, Andrew said he has the potential to fucking kill it at the semifinal level. I think he won at the West Coast just because he's so well-rounded and they had the run event. And they don't have an event like the Go Ruck this year at the MAC, and so I don't know that he challenges Noah or Saxon. I think um, he won by 40 or so points, though. So or even, even Christopher. You have Christopher as a threat to Cole. Yeah, I think I Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's what we need to see is, is he still – hungry and angry enough to to say fuck that i'm not going anywhere uh okay i'm not gonna ask you guys uh yeah let me get a quick opinion on cole sager here jr does jr what do you what are your uh, thoughts um on cole sager and him going to the games this year importance of it for him for his career for his future Mm. i I, he's been kind of steady for years now i really don't think he's shown any signs of drop-offs as far as not being able to qualify for the games. Um, semifinals and regionals do usually seem like the time where he can shine. Um, I actually expect him to be a sleeper on the legless rope climb workout. He tend to always punch a ticket to the games on a thruster legless workout in years past. Um, so, I mean, I think he has a potential to win a couple of these workouts. I don't think it's going to be a question of whether or not he qualifies. Well, whenever I see Taylor uh, re- start reading the comments, it's like a girl with he reads him like a girl with big boobs just walked in the room and he's trying not to look. It's like, <laughs> uh, the show's over here, buddy. Dude, All I right. always look forward to the first day of these competitions so much because of exactly what I'm saying. Like, I hope there's going to be somebody who pops out of nowhere. It was kind of Zach Watts last year at the Mac, mm. right? Like, he kind of came out of nowhere and kind of w- w- wiggled his way into the fifth spot. And this year, like, who do you think? I was trying to say it would be Hunter Holyfield, but he ended up not competing, I guess, per whoever reached out to us and said so. And that's why I also think, like, I'm hoping Dallin does something special and comes out of nowhere and has a story. I think also Jason Hopper did it last year. Like that was very cool to see. And I'm always waiting for that person. And then when it doesn't end up happening, like, oh, it's just going to filter. It's going to go Noah, Saxon, Cole, and then maybe like a Spencer. And it's like, oh, all the same old names. I kind of get like a little bit of a down trickle. Oh, okay, same old stuff. But I'm always hopeful. I always almost appreciate the beginning of the competition more than day two or the final day. Uh, at some point um, in the show earlier, we were talking to Jr. about Daniel Brandon's um, overhead position, uh, and and for, furthermore, you see you, when you say you called her uh, in your notes a gifted. No, no, sorry, you quoted Justin Kotler as saying she is uh, uh, one of the most gifted athletes he's ever seen. I, I just want to be clear about this. Um, that's a term that we throw around talented gifted. I don't, and, and I, and I really like Justin Kotler. And so I don't think he meant it exactly like that. I, when he says gifted, she earned everything um, she has and not to get uh, too, too much into her story. You can go back and watch the podcast, but she basically became an athlete to get out of 
she was escaping some from some bullshit, you know, some shit around her, her family life. I mean, she, uh, she was working hard in order to make sports uh, the avenue of escape for her. So she earned all that shit. I think what Collar means is, is she's crazy well-rounded. She's a fucking track and field athlete. She was a fucking pole vaulter. Uh, she's she's just a, she she was a got a scholarship. That's why she would always go to the regionals and not then continue on to the games. Or, or maybe she didn't even attend the regionals because she had to deal with her scholarship stuff for several years. Uh, what are your thoughts, candid thoughts, Jr. About Danielle? What are your what are your uh, your hopes for her? Yeah, I, I you know I think everything is being set up to for us to show us you know, whether or not she is the real deal, you know, last year at West coast classic, she was out there basically with her entire training camp and Bethany kind of stole the show, you know, she performed so well and then ultimately wasn't given the opportunity to compete at the games, but then you go to the games and you have the situation with Danielle where she's not really able to compete alongside of her fellow athletes. Like she wants, she's had Justin Kotler vouch for her about being so physically gifted and so talented being able to do things he's never seen anyone else be able to do. Is this the time where we kind of see her go to a semifinal and win it convincingly so that then we can kind of bump her up and start talking about her as someone who can put it all together at the games and possibly podium. Uh, to, to be comp- I want to be completely frank with you guys. All right, Frank. <laughs> she, she walks into the stadium And, and, and I hear that the cheers at the stadium in Madison were louder for her than any other athlete. I heard it was fucking off the chart. Now, you could argue that it's because of the whole COVID thing and that she was having to, you know, she was the ostracized one, you know, and so everyone was like giving her love for that, for being a tough gal and put it through. You could argue, also argue that it's because everyone wants to breed with her. Men and women. She transcends. Everyone wants to fucking go skinny diving with Danielle Brandon. She is a fucking, she's the best animal in the fucking zoo. There's, she's got it all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she's a fucking powerhouse. She exudes just everything that you want to be around. I mean, she's a tribal leader. She's the fucking sorry, Lauren Khalil. She's the fucking Khaleesi. Um, is that a distraction for her to have the commitment to 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 continue at this space? It seems like her life would just be full of all sorts of fucked up distractions. Yeah. Well, let me just put it this way. I think this yeah. is way simpler put. Okay, thank you. Is, I, but, but I did like the way I painted it. You're probably going to say it's simpler, but it was nice the way I painted it. Is this the year that her performance will match her popularity? Mm. Because she's, wow. she's, she's no doubt probably, I would say, top five most popular CrossFit athletes, period. Not, not just for the women. Right. But yeah. she hasn't reached that level, that stratosphere yet as far as performance at the game. So will this be the year that they both come together? Yeah. And, and for anyone who's going to be like, well, she's not the one top five most popular. Her Instagram only has 500,000 or whatever she has. Here's the thing, man. She can activate on those people. Those of us who are on the DBE, DBE train, like we like her. Like Danielle Brandon's like, like we, like she, she's, she's actually she's, cool. She's yeah, not she's like cool and she's the underdog. And we're watching her process a lot of hard shit in real time. Like you can tell, like she's got fucking baggage and she's managing it. Like we're rooting for her. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if she won, that'd be sweet. Everyone would be pumped if she won. Yeah. She and has she, a, has a, she has the potential to win, and you're kind of rooting that it actually happens. Like You hope the pieces come together. That's what we're all saying, right? Yeah. Does she have any massive holes? Like Her, her mental game. It is. Uh, I think admittedly so, self-admittedly, and Kotler said it a couple of times. 
So so she's strong, she's fast, she's endurance, she's explosive. Like 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 Vel- let's just go there. Velner. Like we if Velner wins the swim, he wins the games. I don't think there's an event per se like that for Daniel, but I don't know. Okay. I don't think last year was a good representation of her potential for obvious reasons. Yeah. She was working out in a fucking corner the entire time. Yeah. It's like, for all we know, she could have won it last year. Right. That's, that's my quick take on that. But yeah, I think she's going to do awesome this year. I think she's going to beat Tia Toomey. (laughs) (laughs) She's, she's not, that's me being a little bit too off the cuff. That's not going to happen. Maybe second hey, or third podium. I, I I think Tia Toomey will have enough points this year to it, it'll be like that year Matt like had enough points to be on the podium like three times or something. I think Tia's <laughs> gonna I think Tia's gonna do something crazy this year. You if, think if she's gonna win year, every single event? Yeah, like if last year wasn't crazy mm-hmm. enough, yeah, it's gonna be, be tough. Keep it's gonna be savage. Year. Is it her last year? We don't know. Um uh no Noah Olson. Um I think that there's – I think I, – I strongly believe that there's more hope for Noah to be on the podium or win the CrossFit Games than I do Cole Sager. But I, but I mentioned him and Cole Sager together because they are the two um, old stallions in, in the field, and it feels like for some reason that any year could also be Noah's last year. Um, w- w- what are your thoughts on Noah, JR, and what, what do we need to see from him this year to, to think that he's going to be a threat um, for any time to come? Yeah, you know, for so many years it seemed like Noah – shine brightest at the regionals he would show up at regionals and and win and last year a lot of people want to point to cole beating him but they forget you know within a month of semifinals last year he had a kidney stone that required a penile catheter for him to walk around wearing he wasn't able to train a lot on the lead up and then after that you know leading up to the games his training wasn't where you would want it right so I actually think this is going to be the year that he kind of reasserts himself yep. as still kind of the top dog, one of the top dogs to be, and still one of the best in the sport. Whether or not he wants to continue to do it, he's mentioned, I think, a couple times how much fun he's had competing with like Chandler and Travis at team competitions and how maybe in a couple of years he'll move to the team side. But it, as far as ability goes, everyone's been nicked up. You know, he's had maybe a little shoulder thing here and there. He went through some huge transformations physically. This past offseason where he lost, you know, like 20 pounds and he put back on a little bit of weight. So I'm interested to see how he's moving um, and if the recent change in body type kind of affects his performance positively. Uh, Sevan did I, not I, forget about the, the penile, the, the kidney stone. He did not forget about it. But here's the thing. I don't know if uh, JR is accurate in his uh, description of that. What he was doing is he was doing the worm in a celebration. And he uh, went over the helmet. I told he, you he didn't forget about and it. And he damaged the and he damaged the helmet. He may have also had kidney stones too, but I think the <laughs> I think the catheter was because he damaged the helmet doing the worm. And it's a fascinating story. And uh, you should go back to my podcast and listen to it. It's actually uh, whoever makes our reels, Jen. If you could make a reel from that, that would be great. Uh, of him doing the worm. Yeah, you can or no, oh, just yeah, just that part. You can see the worm somewhere on his Instagram. You can see him doing it, and you can be like, oh yeah, that would definitely break the helmet. Uh, yeah, that looks like a helmet breaker. <laughs> Hashtag helmet breaker. Um, do you think that this? So you know what's interesting? You say that when I when I had Annie on Jr. We were talking about who could be on a team with her and Katrin and uh, Bjorgvin Carl Goodmanson and, and Noah's that guy. If Noah got on that team, I think they might put it to mayhem. 
Yeah, I think if you're going to have anybody with a team that can challenge them, it's got to be four athletes that could qualify individually and do well. We've seen that in the past, though. They still don't even challenge them. The year where they're worse for teams. And yeah, but Katrin and Annie and Noah and Carl. Carl. Bjorgvin, Carl <laughs> Goodmanson. Carl? Yeah, that's what I call him. All right. Well, we got Carl and Dalton coming in hot. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think anyone's ever beating mayhem I, as long as Rich is on hey, the team, but hey, it would be sick. I'm not going to deny that. It would be no pun great, intended. You're batshit crazy. No pun intended. <laughs> all, right, all right. Well, it, we're, we're speaking abstracts here, but I think it would be a good competition better than the one this year. I don't think that the Iceland team this year has a shot, but your abstract team has a good shot. I would say much better shot. Thank good you. Call. Uh, Mr. Hiller, uh, very, very bizarre notes. I don't know what you were doing last night, but the, the topic here is who would win in a fist fight. <laughs> so, so just imagine, imagine Daniel Brandon and Noah Olson in the, in the warm up area and they both walk over to, uh, uh, the GHD and, um, and, and, and Noah gets there a little bit before Danielle, but Danielle gets on and Noah gives her like rolls his eyes at her. And she says, excuse me? And he, sa- well, he says, well, I was here first. And it turns into a shoving match. Uh, who who wins that fight between Daniel Brandon and Noah Olsen? Uh, go ahead, Hiller. Can we talk about why that would be interesting first? Because yes. she's kind of like the you know dominant female presence in the field, like you were just saying. Like everyone wants to talk about Daniel Brandon. And then we had Noah Olsen, who's peace and love. But he's also still a specimen of a male. And I think that it would just be like, I mean, it may, maybe it's a wrestler thing. And if Taylor, did you wrestle? Did any of you guys wrestle? Yeah, I wrestle. Like, the, so when you when you are like when you're weighing in, you're always like walking up and you kind of size the guy up next to you, and you're like, okay, what kind of what are you throwing down right there? Like, how do you look? Is there any sort of is there something about you? And it would just put out. I I, I said that in one of my videos once, like something that the CrossFit field needs is what you brought up in the beginning of the show, which was the get the fuck away from me. Don't talk to me after the event when I was trying to beat you. Leave me alone, man. And I, it's just part of my notes is like, there needs to be something like that. Possibly not the Daniel Brandon Olsen, but I think that there would be a pretty good fight between the two of them. Only because Daniel Brandon seems like a fighter and Noah Olsen does not seem like a fighter. You're crazy. Noah would fucking put her on a spigot and put her over a fire and eat her. I, I take Noah as the type of guy who hasn't hit anybody his whole life. And I take Daniel Brandon as the individual who has done a strike or two in her life. I feel like I four play like for Danielle. Four play for Danielle. A little oh, fist no. fight. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of elbows to the freaking face. Yeah. I feel like Noah's the guy who giggles as he's giving you a noogie. Like that's what. <laughs> So yeah, I, you could also see that he he just like overpower her and then he'd be like, like oh, come on, leave me alone, leave me alone. <laughs> exactly. I think Tia's way more killer than than Danielle instinct wise. I would like not want to get into an altercation. So you're saying a better Tia. fight would be Tia versus Danielle for the for the top spot. The, oh, the, it's going to be the final day of the competition. The, 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 it's like washed up. Tia's going to win. She's won every single event. Like hey. Uh, fight for the victory <laughs> i think the only woman in the crossfit field that would that would challenge tia and maybe beat her is that mma fighter who was at syndicate this last weekend that MMA MMA fighter girl. Fighter. uh frick you had uh you didn't have her on the show <laughs> i can't remember her name but she was like Savan's so over there like who does it she was a, she was a, an mma fighter yeah she's a pro mma fighter turned crossfit athlete i remember I, I looked her up yeah 
Uh, I, I, I do think this though, uh, if Tia wanted to get into fighting, I think in six months she could like, she, I think you could turn her into a fighter very, very, oh, very, yeah, very quickly. Exactly. For sure. I, you know, that would be awesome. I think on the men's field, there's less like, like maybe Matt used to be, but I don't know any of the men in this field that I would be like, Hmm, they'd be. I would like to take note that everyone in the comment section says that Daniel Brandon would win in a fight. By the way, so they have to say that they have to say that. Uh, Madison McElhaney. Say say Madison yeah, Madison McElhaney. That's her. The MMA girl. Uh, guys, we are going to uh, wrap this up with one final uh, piece here, and then the, and then you guys should all run over and start watching the team events and, and check out um, Angelo and crew, uh, Mr. Parker, Sasha Nevis, and who, who's the fourth one? Alexis Johnson. Sorry, sorry, Alexis. Alexis Johnson. I, I, um, I, yeah, no. Oh yes, yes, yes. On the mayhem. Uh, Sorry. Let Let's finish this with this. Um, give me your uh, top three men, Hiller, uh, to 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 win to win the week here. Noah Saxon. Oh crap! I I, I if I had to actually give people who I think are going to win, it yeah. would be Cole Noah Saxon. Cole. And then, in that yeah. order. In that order. Uh, let's go Saxon. Cole Noah in that order. One, two, three. Saxon, Cole, Noah. Um, uh, you, uh, Mr. Howell? You. Noah, Saxon, Dallin. Noah, Saxon, Dallin. I like that. I, I really like that. But man, you guys got me so pumped on Saxon. Uh, no, no, uh, is, is Spencer going? You think Spencer's going to the games? Mm. I think he's, I think there are three guys who are fighting for that fifth spot or three guys, three guys that are in the fifth spot conversation. And for me, it's, it's Cole Spencer and Tyler Christopher. Oh, okay. So who do you have in your top three? My top three is Saxon, Noah and Dallin. That was mine. Yeah. Oh, mine, my, mine was, uh, okay. Dallin. I, I had two you're and Saxon, three Cole, You're Saxon, Cole, Noah. Correct. I, I will say this. No one will be happier than Dallin when he makes it to the games. He is going to be so fucking happy. He, I, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just feel it. Uh, did we send James Sprague, Sprague a link? Yes, he's okay. uh, unavailable right now, but he will be available later today in tomorrow. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and then finally, uh, let's do the same. Uh, could you pull up the, the women? Can you go to the leaderboard, uh, Sousa? Yes. Uh, and, and finally, uh, JR, oh, top, top three women? It wasn't up. It was, yeah, I wasn't working. I have it on the I have yeah, it on their Instagram. It's still not working. You went to their Instagram, the Mac Instagram? Just, and just pulled up, yeah, the Mac Instagram, and I just pulled up that post of their semifinal athletes. Do you even know three women who are competing, JR, this weekend? <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. uh, can, can you tell me your top three women? Uh, I'm going to go... I think JR froze. Danielle Brooke... Hmm. Can you read that? I don't know the athlete named him. Oh, and, and 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 do you pick Brooke because she's just a winner? I mean, obviously she's an insane athlete. No, but she no. Also just, no, no, I, no. I mean, she she's got a ton of experience, which which no one really talks about at this level. But especially for some of those females that haven't competed a lot, just experience can get you ten spots on some of these people that just go out way too hot on workouts or don't know how to warm up properly or aren't used to warming up and then standing still for 15 minutes. I mean, she's been doing that for forever, but I, I honestly think that she's proven it from the open to the quarters that she is healthy enough for sure 
to make it back to the games. I would go Danielle, uh, Brooke, and then Bailey. I'd, I'd like to see Brooke and uh, Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Fight. Uh, no, just at, when this is all like, I just want to see them in a one-on-one head-to-head competition. Mm-hmm. Really? I think Brooke yeah. wins. How come? It's just because they're both coming back from injury. Just when I when I when I heard Jr. saying that, you know, j- j- what something he said made me think that. It, but Brooke's significant. It's amazing because Brooke went Brooke went through a really gnarly injury, and she's coming back strong. Yeah, you know, Danielle's taking some time off here and there because of her back. So she's had that lingering back issue. Oh, her too. Right. No. Uh, you didn't you didn't choose um uh well I'll let all of you pick first before I mention it. Taylor, um who who do you have as your top three women? He had Danielle Brooke and, and uh who's third, Sydney? Bailey, Bailey Rail. Oh, Bailey Rail. Yeah, I have the same exact top three for the women. Okay. And, I'm gonna uh, flip uh, Bailey Rail and Brooke Wells, so it's Brandon Rail Wells. Okay, I'm gonna put Sydney M- M- Mikolishin in there in third. How come no one picked um, what's her name Schwartz? How come no one picked Jessica Schwartz? Uh, I know Jessica Schwartz. She is on my fantasy team. I chose her so that I could w- get the diversity award. Uh, for my team this year. I've, I've competed on teams with Jessica Schwartz before. No shit. You were on the same team? Uh, not like not the CrossFit team, but like I've done local competitions with Jessica Schwartz. Her uh, dad owns the affiliate next to me. Wow. He owns uh, uh, FTX CrossFit. Shalom CrossFit? F- <laughs> FTX. And actually, <laughs> when I reference like the best run affiliates, he runs one of the best <laughs> affiliates that, that I can know of for sure. In the, definitely in the area. All right. Well, <laughs> this show is a success. I don't know what you're trying to get at with that one, huh, Savan? <laughs> you got me again. You got me again. Yeah, yeah, this show is a success. So JR Howell laughed. And uh, with that, guys, oh. we will see you. Uh, Sousa, when do we come back on live? We come back Two, on live? 2.50. Uh, Pacific Standard Time? Pacific Standard Time, correct. Just okay, after guys, the, a team event, too. Go enjoy the show. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We will see you guys soon. Thanks, guys.